Good morning. Uh, this is Herb Morgan, Senior Managing Director, Chief Investment Officer at Canter Man Managed ETF Portfolios. This is the weekly commentary for the week beginning yesterday, November 13th, 2023. Recording this on the morning of November 14th, 2023, due to some travel complications um, yesterday, but here with you today. Uh, everything you're about to see and or hear has been prepared by Cantor Fitzgerald Investment Advisors for use with both investors and financial professionals, each of whom are expected to make their own investment decisions. Nothing contained in this report should be treated as investment advice or as a recommendation for the purchase or sale of any securities. Everything is purely for informational purposes. A mixed week last week in the capital markets. You can see the S&P had a nice gain of over 1.3%, moving you know high double digits now for the year as we get into the last 60 days or so. But mid-cap stocks basically erased half of their gains, down one and a half, barely above the zero line. And small cap stocks are now negative on the year. What a dichotomy there. Developed international, similar story, up 7%, but emerging markets only up two, basically at the zero point. Uh, bonds gave back a little bit last week, not too much. The aggregate bond index was down about 29 basis points, but the longer end of the curve caught a bid, so that was nice to see. Economic data last week was really across the board pointing to and getting more people in agreement with the fact that inflation is coming down, the economy is disinflating, though it does not appear to be headed immediately to a recession, which would therefore mean that the Fed rate hiking cycle is probably over. Uh, it, it, it looks like the worst case scenario is at this level for a longer period of time, but the futures markets are actually suggesting there's at least a 50% chance of a rate cut by May of next year. Let's start with the trade deficit. Trade deficit has been on a path lower. That's a good thing because it's a positive for GDP. Imports subtract from GDP, but exports uh, add to GDP. The net deficit is uh, a net subtraction. But at $61 billion for the month, that's far better than the $80 plus billion we were at uh, late 21, early 22. Uh, moving on to consumer credit, September consumer, consumer credit rose about $9 billion after a big drop in August. Revolving credit grew, signifying, signaling uh, confidence by consumers, confidence in their employment situation. And really, uh, the other thing the Fed's been getting is they've been, and I talked about this two weeks ago, is continuing claims for unemployment are starting to rise. If you remember last week, I showed you that the jolts or the job openings report uh, has been coming way down from, from a cycle high of about 12 million open jobs down to about 9 million. That's not to say that, you know, job losses are happening in a big way or layoffs are happening in a big way, but it's saying that the inflationary pressure is coming out of the economy, which is the Fed's objective in raising rates and running off its balance sheet. And so we're seeing that show up across the board, and that's giving the Fed sort of the the, uh, hey, everything is okay, you can go ahead and stop raising rates. In fact, now you've got ammunition. If the economy slows further, you can cut rates next year. Weekly initial claims for unemployment, which is a key metric, below 300, market's healthy. Below 200, it's probably inflationary. 
in between that two to 300 level, preferably at the low 200,000 per week, exactly where we are is a pretty healthy jobs market. But we're seeing this continuing claims for unemployment kick up ever so slightly, went from 1.81 to 1.83, and that's been going on for a little while. Take a look at this here. White line represents the number of people uh, file, uh, con con collecting continuing claims for unemployment. There it is, 1.834. That's up from about 1.65. So that's an extra 200,000 people since really the end of summer. Um, not, a, not quite back to this high here, but way, way above uh, summer of 22 levels of about 1.3 million. Also, the U3 unemployment rate, that's the official unemployment rate. You see that's been kicking up, right? It's down at 3.4. It's now up to 3.9. The U6 unemployment rate, which is the U3 plus those people that are working, but they're marginally attached, meaning perhaps they're not in the job they prefer or the job they trained for or educated for, and they're taking what they can to get by. That number also going higher. That's the U6 number that's up to 7.2%. That's a sign of a cooling economy. And therefore, why would the Fed raise interest rates as uh, unemployment is increasing? So there's very little chance of any of another rate hike, especially, we know this now, this is Tuesday morning, we've already got a better than expected CPI print this morning. And we have PPI later on this week. However, it doesn't mean that things are ebullient. It just means uh, that they're sort of uh, disinflationary, which is what the Fed wants. Uh, University of Michigan consumer sentiment for the month of November uh, came in at 60.4. That's one, two, three, four, five, uh, one, two, three, four, five months straight down or four months straight down. Current conditions fell, expectations fell as well. That's a disinflationary print. But despite that, earnings season came pretty good. 458 out of 500 companies have reported. Uh, for the third quarter, third calendar quarter, it's a different fiscal quarter for everybody, obviously. 371 of those beat and only 68 failed to meet expectations. And when you look here, the earnings surprise, the only thing that's negative and it's barely so is the energy sector, but energy prices, oil prices have been coming down. And that's certainly also disinflationary, good for the inflationary uh, outlook. We didn't have a lot of economic data last week. So uh, that's why the markets were kind of mixed. This week, we do have a lot. And so no, nothing big scheduled on Monday. Small business optimism and the CPI um, this morning. And the CPI has come in uh, uh, better than expected. Then we've got Wednesday retail sales, PPI. Which hopefully, that'll back up the CPI number, business inventories. Weekly claims expected to be in that low level. Solid, very good. Import and export prices expected negative, disinflationary. Philly Fed Manufacturing or Business Outlook Survey, negative 11. That's been in negative territory for quite some time. We have been in a bit of a manufacturing recession. We're going to get capacity utilization, industrial production, housing sentiment below 50. That's negative. That's disinflationary. But still, the industry keeps uh, keeping on. October housing starts and building permits expected at 1.35 and 1.45, respectively. Uh, thanks, everybody. As always, don't forget this is available as a podcast as well as subscription. If you're listening and you want to get this every week with the slides, just send an email to info at efficient-portfolios, info at efficient-portfolios.com and say add me to the list. 
We'll make sure to get that. Otherwise, you can keep listening on all your favorite podcast formats. Thank you. Be back to you again in one week.